Hello, everyone. Is my ventilator. And welcome to Page Turners, They Were Not, my Star Wars podcast. Today, we're going to talk about my favorite Star Wars novels. Legends or canon. And that, of course, is Timothy Zahn's Thrawn Trilogy. Now, he has written a Thrawn Trilogy in recent years. But I'm talking about the original Thrawn Trilogy. Heir to the Empire, Dark Force Rising, and The Last Command were released in 1991, 1992, and 1993, respectively, and rebooted the Star Wars franchise in a big way. In the late 1980s, Star Wars was losing interest. Or rather, people were losing interest in Star Wars because it was not entirely clear at that time that there would be more Star Wars movies. The Star Wars Marvel comic line ended in, in 1985. 1985, oddly enough, the year I was born. Um, Star Wars droids and Star Wars Ewoks were animated series that you know, didn't last too long. And of course there was the Star Wars role-playing game, which was probably the only thing keeping Star Wars alive in the late 1980s. But then Lucasfilm decided that they wanted to expand their reach by having novels in the Star Wars universe. Now, there had been novels, Splinter of the Mind's Eye in 1978, The Han Solo Adventures, The Lando Calrissian Adventures, but those were early in the 80s, so it had been many years. Lucasfilm hired science fiction author Timothy Zahn to write a trilogy of Star Wars novels which would act as unofficial sequels to the original trilogy. Now unofficial, the reason I say that is because there is a slight discrepancy. The books were never considered official canon. The movies, according to Lucasfilm, were the only thing that counted as the actual canon. And this was certainly true because what George Lucas decided to do in the prequels changed a lot of the, the pseudo-canon that had been established because the movies were paramount in establishing canon. 
Just a little side note there. But regardless, the Thrawn Trilogy, as it is called, uh, acted as unofficial sequels to the original trilogy. What is the story? Well, the trilogy is nicknamed the Thrawn Trilogy, since it has no... The trilogy has no official name. I suppose we could call it the Heir to the Empire uh, trilogy. Because that was the name of the first book. It's called the Thrawn Trilogy unofficially. Because the villain of the story is the brilliant Grand Admiral Thrawn. The story is, the Rebel Alliance, after their victory at the Battle of Endor, established what is called the New Republic to replace the Old Republic. The New Republic has been able to take back control of most of the galaxy, but what remains of the Empire is still fighting to take back the galaxy. Grand Admiral Thrawn, a brilliant strategist and tactician, has become the de facto leader of the Empire. And he is attempting to take back the galaxy from the New Republic. Admiral Thrawn, through some cunning ways, sets up a plan to take back the galaxy and sets in motion a campaign to restore the Empire to its quote-unquote rightful place. Now Thrawn is an interesting villain because he is not a force user. He is a military man. He is a blue-skinned alien known as a Chiss. And he is also brilliant. He is a bit like Sherlock Holmes in his ability to deduce what the enemy is up to. So together with his subordinate, Captain Pelion, and an old force user named Joris Sabaoth, Thrawn sets out to conquer the galaxy. And of course, the story also concerns our favorite characters, and what they're up to during this time. The story is set five years after returning the channel. So, for reference, the same time period as The Mandalorian. However, in 2014, it was decided that the Star Wars Expanded Universe, as it is called, would be declared Star Wars Legends.
meaning that the Thrawn trilogy was now unofficial. But as I mentioned before, it was never official. But it still had some validity in the pseudo-canon of Star Wars until it was relabeled Legends in 2014. Now, Timothy Zahn, the author, was actually in favor of this because he felt that in order for them to be able to tell a story, especially in a Star Wars sequel trilogy, they needed to have their hands free from trying to stick to the continuity established in the old Legends books. So he is not sore that his books are unofficial. But he did describe something that I think is very profound. He said, well, if they're called Star Wars Legends, then maybe that means there's a grain of truth in them. And that has been addressed. Uh, in the Star Wars Rebels episode, Twilight of the Apprentice, Part 1, Ahsoka says, there's always a bit of truth in legends. I think that's a bit of a comment to the audience. That don't worry, these things that you call Star Wars legends, that doesn't mean that they're out of the picture entirely. Now, Lucasfilm is now free to borrow from Star Wars Legends as they see fit. They may have to alter it a little bit to fit the new canon, but it doesn't mean that everything has been thrown out. For instance, Grand Admiral Thrawn entered the Star Wars canon in Star Wars Rebels Season 3. bringing the character from Legends to Canon actually at a different time period in his life. So arguably, most of the events of the Thrawn Trilogy have not been ruled out yet as non-canon. It's simply a matter of what Lucasfilm chooses to do with that material. Meaning that the events that occurred in the Thrawn Trilogy may still be official canon at some point. We don't know. And the way, the time and place in which they're set, they could still end up, if Lucasfilm wanted to, they could still make most of that canon, and it would not violate anything that's already been established. That's just my long-winded way of saying the Thrawn Trilogy may have actually happened in the canon. Yet again, it's up to Lucasfilm to decide 
how much they want to use, and they are free to do so as they wish. Thrawn was made canon. Captain Peleon was made canon. Um, other things have been made canon that have come from the Thrawn Trilogy. Now, the Thrawn Trilogy, besides introducing the Grand Admiral, introduced a slew of other interesting characters that became staples of Star Wars Legends, including Mara Jade, who is a Force-sensitive assassin, Talon Card, a smuggler kingpin. Yet again, Captain Pelion, who is now canon. Joris Sveoth, a force user. If you have not read these books, I don't want to spoil anything, so that's why I'm being rather vague with some of the characters. But there are many, many other things introduced in the Throne Trilogy. Such as the Isalamiri, Wernskers, the Nogri, which also, by the way, Thrawn's bodyguard, is an alien called a Nogri. The species is called Nogri. Uh, the character's name is Rook, and Rook is now Ken, as he was also introduced in Star Wars Rebels. It's sort of a reptilian alien that's very skilled at combat. So, a lot of things were taken from these dolls and brought into canon. And I think it remains to be seen what else is brought. One slight note is the creatures called the Isalamir. Which are little reptile-like aliens that create a bubble around them that blocks the force. Now, as I said, these are legends. If they were to bring such things into canon, I do not think that the Isalamiri would make sense because the idea of creatures that exist outside the Force is a little bit ludicrous when one considers that a Force is created by all living things. I mean, maybe they can modify it to have it make a bit more sense, but regardless, a, a little bit of a ridiculous idea. Now, that's kind of the overview of the novels. There's a lot they introduced that was later taken further in other novels. Certain characters became fan favorites. Like Thrawn, like Mara Jade, and others. Like Captain Pelion. And it had a huge influence 
an impact in more or less resurrecting Star Wars. And things just kind of exploded because in 1991, Dark of the Empire came out and sold very well. They also started the Dark Empire comic series that year, and those two things really reignited the flame. What is Timothy Zahn, who's a very modest man, likes to say it just uncovered how much people loved Star Wars. In his opinion, the love had never gone away. It was more like this is sort of showing that there is still about love. As opposed to reigniting the flame. He's a very modest individual. And I believe that his novels really did reignite the flame. Though admittedly, I think he's right. The love was still there. It was there from day one. It just needed something that light that fire. So that's kind of an overview of the Thrawn trilogy. There's some great stuff involving our favorite characters. You know, Luke's learning more about being a Jedi. Lando's off on some airbrain scheme. You know, Lan, Han are trying to deal with being married and having children on the way. You know, we get to see our favorite characters going through some interesting adventures. So overall, it really had quite an impact on Star Wars. And one might argue that the Star Wars franchise would not be as successful as it is today without the throne trilogy. You know, reigniting the passion that people have for Star Wars. So that's a general overview. I'm going to take a short break. And when I come back, I'm going to give you my personal feelings on these novels. So I will be right back. And we are back. Alright. I'd like to talk about my feelings about this trilogy. I love this trilogy. This is my favorite. These are my favorite Star Wars novels. Um, over anything that has come out. Now there was some good stuff um, in both Legends and Kim. But this is the trilogy I think that I love the most. I think I find myself going back and reading it the most. I do absolutely love the characters. And I was very, very pleased, very pleased, when they decided to bring Thrawn into Star Wars Rebels. And I believe that they did an excellent job of... Sorry, of capturing who the character is. Uh, in terms of the writing done for the character, in terms of how he was used, and his tactics, and his 
just his personality is spot on. As well as the voice actor and the vocal performance. The voice actor who plays Grand Admiral Thrawn is Lars Mikkelsen. Now, Lars Mikkelsen is the brother of Mads Mikkelsen, who played Galen Erso in Rogue One. So, with Lars Mikkelsen's performance as Thrawn, because he's a non-native English speaker, it gives Thrawn a little bit of an accent that I think works. Because, as has been established in Thrawn's canon backstory and in Legends, he did not come from the Empire originally. Being an alien, you know, it was, it was um, aliens were also looked down upon by the Empire. And Thrawn's an outsider. He comes from the Chiss Ascendancy. Uh, which is, which also, by the way, uh, Zahn is going to write a new trilogy of novels about the Chiss Ascendancy. Now, let me back up just a second. So, Timothy Zahn was brought back in to, to write for Star Wars canon. So, he has written a new Thrawn trilogy called Thrawn, Thrawn Alliances, and Thrawn Treason. I'm currently reading Thrawn Treason right now. Uh, they don't grab me as much as his original Thrawn trilogy did. But the one thing that I do admire about this new trilogy he's writing is it's not a rehash of what he already wrote. It's not like he's taking his old novels and just making them canon. You know, mod modifying them and making them canon. No. This trilogy tells the story of Thrawn during the events of uh, Star Wars Rebels and a little bit before that. Thrawn comes from uh, the Chiss Ascendancy, which, as I said, Zahn will be writing a new trilogy about the Chiss Ascendancy. So the idea of him having an accent actually makes sense if he's an outsider. Uh, furthermore, the look of the character I like, um, because, you know, how he's described in the book is that he's, you know, blue skin, he has red eyes, he's, but I like that the way that he's designed in canon is his face has some slight non-human uh, sort of shape to it a little bit. He, he looks mostly human, but I like that there's a little bit of a more alien look to it, which is kind of cool. Instead of just looking like a human with blue skin. He has like some certain facial structure that's alien. But I do believe that Rebels did an extremely good job of taking the character and bringing him into canon. And also, when you consider 
the author was not involved in Rebels. But the fact that even he is pleased with how they adapted Thrawn makes sense. Or to him it makes sense, to him it works. And I agree. I think it's an excellent, uh, how shall we say, translation of the character. Um, as I said, they, I think they captured his personality very well. The Throne Trilogy, when it comes to the question of, is it well written? I would have to say no, because no Star Wars novel, or very few, that I have read would I describe as being well written. Now, I don't mean to say it's poorly written. It's it's written in, in a way that I think works. But I think that the writing style is a little poor. But by no means bad. I just think it makes it more average for a Star Wars novel. Which is to say, this is not high literature. Now, it doesn't necessarily need to be, but there are ways to write it that makes sense. Or that, that is better written, but still not, not going to be too literary. Um, I do believe that Zahn uses as an author uses more words than are necessary. I think some of his attempts at humor don't work in the writing. And I think sometimes he often writes, you know, what are you doing? He said sardonically, you know, adding a word. Like, all you have to do is say, what are you doing? He said, you know, let, let the audience kind of fill that in. But this is by no means to say that these books are bad. No. I think the story they tell is very good. I think the characters are great. I think some of the what what's going on, just the overall view of the... Because there's also a bit of political maneuvering and other such things uh, that I think work very well. It introduces some interesting worlds and new ideas into Star Wars that became staples and mainstays. And definitely it tells a gripping story that really draws me in. And I hope it would draw you in too. So if you're looking for great literature, you won't find it, because that's really not what these books are meant to be. But it is most definitely worth a read. And as I said, just because it's been declared Star Wars Legends, it doesn't mean that it's all been thrown out. And I would be excited to see down the road what is added. I know that a lot of people would like to see the character of Mara Jade 
being run into cannon. That might be tricky. I don't want to I don't want to give away anything about the character. It might be tricky, but I think it can be done. And they haven't really filled in that time period as much at the uh, in the in the canon. So anything goes right now. Until said otherwise. So those are my thoughts on Timothy Zahn's Thrawn Trilogy. Heir to the Empire, Dark Horse Rising, and The Last Command. A great story that really, I think, expands much upon Star Wars without going too far afield of what we love. So those are my thoughts. If you haven't read it, check it out. My name is Brendan Moore, and that noise you hear is my ventilator. And thank you for tuning in to Page Turners They Were Not, my Star Wars podcast. May the Force be with you.